Welcome entrepreneurs and startups to Art of the Kickstart, the show that every entrepreneur needs to listen to before you launch. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president and founder of Inventus Partners, the world's only turnkey product launch company. From product development and engineering to omni-channel marketing, we've helped our clients launch thousands of inventions and earn more than $1 billion in sales over the past 20 years. Each week, I interview a startup success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your launch to the next level. This show would not be possible without our main sponsor, Product Hype, the weekly newsletter that goes out and shows you the best inventions that just launched. Make sure to check out ProductHype.co and join the Hype Squad. Now let's get on with the show. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Art of the Kickstart. Today, I'm really excited because I am speaking with Sean True, who is not only a personal trainer, but also an inventor. He is the founder of True Ability and part of the Chicago Inventors community, which we've had a few other members on the show today. So, uh, Sean, welcome to Art of the Kickstart. Thanks for having me, Roy. So let's jump back. I know it's been years, actually, since we ran in a crowdfunding campaign together, and there were lots of learnings on that. And I know we've both evolved in our businesses and you know family life and all of those sorts of things. But I'd love for you to give kind of a little bit of a background to our audience in terms of you know how you're serving people today and how you're finding solutions that complement their goals. Sure. So yeah, I, I had a, a yeah, I think it was about seven, eight years ago. We did our, our crowdfunding campaign and I went into it totally green, like could not be greener. And I know you guys were just starting to do different things. And we, um, it was a huge learning experience for me because I, I had lots of questions and it was one of those things where, you know, it could have gone one of two ways. Like I could just be really like, all right, I'm done. This wasn't successful. Or I could keep pushing forward. and you guys really helped like open my eyes to the world of entrepreneurship. I've never considered myself one, but I'm starting to, it's growing on me. So I really, you know, it, it gave me the catalyst to evolve to where I am now. So I'm really appreciative, appreciative of Inventus Partners for that. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about how your business and how you've evolved as an entrepreneur and what you're working on today. Sure. So. Most of my clients I work with have physical and or cognitive disabilities. So ranging from someone that was born with cerebral palsy to um, a spinal cord injury, stroke, brain injuries. And there's one thing in common. Everyone just wants to get better. But how that happens is completely individual. So everyone comes from different economic resources and backgrounds and family structures. So it's really like when you meet the family, I'm working with, when I meet the client, I'm not just with the client, it's the family as well. And whoever else is helping to take care of the client. So it is truly a team effort. And with that, I've had to kind of shift my thinking from, okay, there's adaptable equipment out there. There's medical devices, but they're really expensive and not obtainable. I mean, I, I have clients ranging from, you know, independently wealthy to paycheck to paycheck. And we try to make it work for each one. And I've had people with, you know, with, with money have really hard time getting insurance to help them. So we're sitting around waiting for people to clear something. So I'm like, well, I'll just build something. 
So I built something to help people with that can't walk be able to stand and have their knees supported. And then it just kind of evolved from there to where, hey, what if I had something that could help someone learn to step over something that won't trip them? And then how could I also use that for clients that just want to like weekend warriors that want to play tennis and golf? So since I have a variety of clients, I was like, how can I make one thing that could that could help everyone as best as possible? To me, that's kind of like true inclusion. You know, every, every, you know, everyone's trying to get to the next step. Everyone's trying to improve. So just trying to make things that are obtainable, easy to use, affordable um, to help as many people as possible get uh, achieve their goals. Amazing. So, Sean, if you would share with us or me personally about how some of your background has influenced your approach to, you know, let's say just personal training. Sure. Well, I grew up in a catering business. My mom had a very, um, it was, it was tough in the beginning. Catering is a very cutthroat business. Started in the seventies, you know, I was seven and my brothers were two and four years younger than me. And we were thrown in the fire. It was a, I need that pan. I need that. Everything was like, click, click, let's go and put out a good product. So I really learned customer service. I learned how to <laughs> simply say, keep your mouth closed at the right times, even though you were like, oh, I really, really, really want to say something, but I can't. So that has really influenced me on focusing on the, the customer or the client. And then also my background in psychology. I love, I love humans and their behaviors and why, why does someone just do that? Or why did they do that years ago? So um, I, I have a master's in counseling psychology, but I didn't really learn how to apply or what was really in, out there until I got my clinicals. And that really opened my eyes to, wow, everyone has a story, no matter if they did something really antisocial, then you get their backstory and it's like, ah, okay, it kind of makes sense. And now how can I use that to help this person maybe make better decisions? So that's really come to the training part is, you know, someone comes in and, well, I want to be able to walk again. I want to be able to just stand. I want to play with my kids. And it's like, okay, then you start to get to know the person and then you find what's going to work for them. So that's the trick. It, now that's, that's great one-on-one, -on -one, but then how can I transition that to like a product that can serve way more people because I can't duplicate me and right. I can't right and I can't duplicate an experience for one person that has a spinal cord injury and say oh it's going to happen for the next person because there's yep. even though they have the same diagnosis they're two different people so it's just looking at so I really like looking at the individual but then how can I make a product that could help more people and give them guidance like through online training or internet or video. So that's that my biggest thing is, you know, where's the person at? Who are they? And how can I use that to help influence them to to be how to build more autonomy for themselves and confidence? Because it's about the client at the end of the day. It's not really about it's not about me and what I did. It's right. what the outcome was for the client. Well, speaking of outcomes, and I know most of the entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs that are listening to the show, even the business owners, right? What advice would you give to them for the folks who struggle to find time to regularly exercise or work out? 
Boy, that's a loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I can sum it up. If someone is going to take that next step to just even start walking 10 minutes a day, it it really has to come from them. You can't scream enough, yell enough, encourage enough. Like some people like that. And I have clients that tell me like, I would never work out unless I was here paying you to train me. But right. So it, but you know, the best exercise is the one that you like. So finding things they like and also challenging them like little nudges, like, Hey, you know, I'll try this. And okay, well it didn't go as great first, but maybe next time it'll be better. And you just show the person, look, you are making improvement. You are getting better. And it's, it's this, as you know, there's, it's never that. So I'd say the big thing to, to others is there's a study. I don't even know if they do this anymore with, with kids to see how long they can hold out for a reward where they, they leave them in a room and they would say, okay, I'll give you one marshmallow now. But if you don't eat that one marshmallow now, when I come back in five minutes, you can have five marshmallows. So to me, it's like, okay, it, hold, try to hold out. Keep trying to hold out for those five marshmallows because you never know when it's going to come. I've had friends that are entrepreneurs and they said it took 15 years from their initial prototype and all of a sudden something happened. Yeah. And it's, it's hard though. It's, it's hard. It's hard financially, emotionally, family, because your family's involved. If, if you have a you know, significant other kids. So it's, it's that balance and it, it's tough, but I really have learned to lean on, um, on good friends and, and companies like Chicago Inventors and Inventus Partners to just to, for support, for support. And, and don't be afraid to ask for help. That's, that's what I was the hardest thing for me is asking for help. And, and yeah, it's, it makes things easier. Yeah. I think a lot of entrepreneurs always struggle with that. And, you know, they, I've always struggled with delegating out things because I felt like I could do it better, faster, quicker, the right way the first time. But, you know, as you grow and scale, you know, these things need to happen and you need to have a team that you trust, right. To be able to do all of those things. So I'd love to know kind of maybe some of those challenges that you encountered when you've been designing these new products for true ability and what that process has been like in terms of deciding, you know, what features to include with those designs. Sure. Well, so I started and it was probably right in the beginning of the pandemic when everything was shut down. And the only thing that was open was Home Depot and Menards. So <laughs> I would go there and I got a drill press and uh, a circular saw. And I just started making stuff. And I think one thing works one way. And then I go bring it to a buddy who has a strength and conditioning gym and or a rehab place. And they're like, yeah, that's really a pain in the butt when the cord comes off and I have to go back and put the magnet back on. So I was like, all right, that's one person. And then the next person says it. I'm like, all right, I see some consistency. I, there's a pattern here of this feature. So how can I solve for that? Oh, let's use a bungee cord instead of a, um, a paracord. And then if someone steps on the, para, on the bungee cord, it, they won't trip because it'll flex with them. So, you know, then it also helps build, again, like I said before, confidence in the user. So also you get a bungee and people are using it like this is much better. Like, ah, okay. So a lot of it is I've learned is I have to, I have to juggle what I think 
is going to work for my day-to-day use with the product that I made the prototype. And then you go to manufacturing and they're like, well, yeah, that's not going to work. Or the user's like, that's not going to work. So it's ebbing and flowing with that designer and the, and the factory to, to dial it in. And as um, my guy Noah in Georgia says, it's in everyone's best interest to have this perfect before we start production. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. The factory, the designer, and me, the client. Like, so you want everyone approved, everything's checked, everything's verified and notarized, and then you can hit the button. So yeah, that that comes back to like the the five marshmallows. It's, uh, you know, building a stronger frontal cortex, which is an endeavor of itself. So to just to hold out and listen to other people's feedback and know that you can't be married to your product. It's not a part of you. It's a part of your life, but it is not who you are. You know, I'm me and the product's the product. So yep. that was tough too, because I, this is my, this is like my product. I made it and to tell people, I'm like, this is going to be successful. And they're like, well, wait a minute, let's, let's talk about some other things first. So it's Absolutely. just, you know, taking steps back and being patient. So. Well, in terms of uh, taking steps back, then taking steps forward, I know, you know, you've been working with us here at Inventus Partners for years on different innovations and things like that. I know when you came to us, you had some experience, but you know, I'd love to hear for the audience in terms of what you were looking for in terms of a, a partner, not only from a marketing standpoint, but from a manufacturing standpoint that truly helped out being, a, a, in your words, a, a catalyst uh, to help you evolve. Yeah. So, I mean, what the great thing about Inventus Partners is that, and, and I've, I've done some little bit of research on where you guys been, because it has been a long time that, you, you know, you've got things really dialed in and all these avenues that people of support like here's the manufacturing support here's the design support here's the prototype support so you've got like all the spokes on the tire and it's like a one-stop shop in your experience and lewis's experience and tom ryan's experience it all comes together and everyone's everyone's kind of on the same page with we're all working together to help this this person, this entrepreneur who has an idea or a product to help them take it to market and, and have, and have a good chance of success. I mean, does it right? Nothing, everything is not always successful, but even if you get a little nudge, I mean, but how many people on Shark Tank, they get told, ah, I'm not doing that. And then a week later you find out they just, someone invested 5 million because they saw them on Shark Tank. So that's the whole thing is, you know, I tell my wife and I tell our daughters that like it, it's relationships, relationships, relationships and 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 trusting each other and like helping everyone, everyone working together to move forward. Absolutely. And that's the goal here. Well, Sean, this is going to get us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. You good to go? Okay. Good to go. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? I think uh, my curiosity. Um, I know that you know, I come from a long line of, of teachers and business owners and just seeing what worked, what didn't. And I was like, I think uh, I think one of the biggest times was when a client of mine, he, a quadriplegic, and he goes, Sean, you have to get these out on the pro- on the market. And I'm like, what do you, well, how am I going to do that? And he's like, you just got to. You have to get these out. And so... I'm like, because I remember saying, you know, I'm not an entrepreneur, uh, uh, I'm a creator. But it's like, yeah, 
I am because I'm making stuff and I want it to be successful. I want to help people. And, and selfishly, I would, I would like to, you know, be able to help my family. So sure. <laughs> that's the, you know, that's the, uh, that's probably, that's probably how. Yep. Amazing. If you could meet with one entrepreneur throughout history, who might it be? What's what they, what's the speaking of uh, Shark Tank J- Green? What's I can't remember his name. Yeah, Fubu, the guy that run Fubu. Yes, I can I cannot remember his name. Totally farting. Um, but he, I remember reading something he said once. He goes, "If you can sell fifty units of something out of your trunk, call me." Yeah, Damon. So, da- Damon. Damon. Yes, yes, Damon. Yes, and I just remember that reading that on LinkedIn and I was like, wow, that's awesome. So that was to me the catalyst. Like, all right, I'm going to take my product. I'm going to go a few places and will you buy, would you buy this? And yeah. I can get a few people that gave me confirmation. And I'm like, okay, now I, now I feel confident to go to the next step. So, you know, if you can just get a few people to say that that can be the catalyst to get you going even further. What would be your first question for Damon if he strolled up on you while you were selling out of your trunk of your car? My first question? Oh, boy. I would ask him, how did he get his start? I, I mean, I really don't, I don't watch the I'll show much. I don't know. Yeah. I would ask him, how, how, how did you become an entrepreneur? Because I, I love stories. I do. I love stories. I would want to know his story. How did okay. he get to where he is today? And then that, to me, you, let, you just let someone go off and talk about all that and you really listen and pay attention you you could just probably just really a lot of gold nuggets in there nice. plus he just seems like a really in, an interesting person so i would love to hear what how he started nice sean can you share maybe a book a podcast or a resource that's significantly inter you know influenced your career or personal growth that our listeners might find beneficial yes i highly recommend Dr. Robert Sapolsky. He's one of the most well-known, respected uh, neuroendocrinologists in the world. He teaches at Stanford, and he has a course that he teaches called uh, the. It's like the basics of human biology or human behavior. And he has a book called "Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers," hmm. and it's a really it's not a self-help book. He makes extremely difficult topics palatable about just how how humans behave and what can influence it and that really helped me to not just understand myself better but then to also understand my clients better where they're coming from so i can help them better and help them see like oh you know you you are doing better you know it's okay you you had a off day today that happened and it's just this is why you didn't sleep well and sleep can do this so it just really helped me to help understand behavior better so and that's what we all do we all we all behave um for better or worse but i uh, i would recommend that nice all right last two questions if you could give one piece of advice to our listeners who are all you know high output individuals and entrepreneurs what would it be and why i stayed in my garage every day after work and kept building and building things and making things and finally, my buddy Al Fattis looks at me, he goes, will you please pick one? We have to pick one to start with. And I was like, what do you know? You know, like, I was all like 
disgruntled and like you know then after i was like he's right he's right so that's when we got the the true agility and then i i closed the shop up which was hard because now i'm like i'm bored at night what am i going to do so you know my wife and i found some shows to binge on but it really helped me then to focus from creating to being that was the shift you know that was the shift to entrepreneurship because instead of creating i'm like i got to focus on this to bring it to try to bring it to fruition so focus on one product at a time whatever's the best the one that's most ready to go great advice sean all right i know it's been years since the crowdfunding campaign but still would love your insights on what does the future of crowdfunding look like uh i think it's fantastic i i love i i've bought many products on kickstarter you know i some of the very first barefoot shoes that came out I, I got them. It's hilarious. I love when I love when people have their like they're all birds shoes, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, these are great." I'm like, "Yeah, I have the original pair. I have the, oh, one of the geez. first pairs ever made, and they're super comfortable." So yeah, yeah it's like discovering those little things that you would never see, and I think it gives people like me a better chance of success because I, I can't get in front of people in that that quickly as you can like with a kickstarter sure so yeah that's i i think it's i think it looks great the future looks great amazing sean well listen this is your opportunity to give our audience your pitch tell people what you're all about where people should go and why they should check out true ability all right uh we're at trueability.net that's t-r-u then the word ability all one word net our social handles are true ability and the website's a little under construction. Yeah. We're revamping some things, getting ready for production. So we we'll go there. And wait, what was the other thing? Uh, just where, where people can go and how they can check <laughs> you out. Okay. Uh, so the socials, um, I can, you can email me, trueability1, the numeral one at gmail.com. And we will have our true agility. We're dialing in the samples. We're dialing in. The, the production and we're hopefully going to hit the button in a month or two but we would love to you know see if you know depending on how it goes join back with inventus do a do a kickstarter you know i know then you can go on indiegogo so i think just find me there and and i love i love to collaborate i've got other things in a hopper to help people not just able body high-end athletes but people with disabilities all sorts so if you have any questions or anything, I, I love I love to talk and I love to collaborate and, and support and help. Amazing. Well, audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for the notes, transcript, links to everything we talked about today. And of course, big shout out to our crowdfunding podcast sponsor over at Product Hype, the top newsletter for new products that just launched. Sean, thank you so much for joining me today on Art of the Kickstart. Thanks again for having me, Roy. Take care. Cheers. Thank you for tuning into another amazing episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a better business, life, and world with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, make sure to show us some love, you know, by rating us and reviewing us on your favorite listening station, whatever that may be. Your review really helps other founders and startups find us so they can improve their craft and achieve greater success like you. And of course, be sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the previous episodes. And if you need any help, make sure to send me an email at info at artofthekickstart.com. 
I'd be glad to help you out. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you next week.